Shalom, shalom. Welcome back to another episode of the weekly Rav Cook podcast. I'm Aleph Lewitt. Each week, Be'ezrat Hashem, we will take a look at a different piece from Rav Cook's writings and try to break down the often long poetic sentences into smaller units and explain them as best as possible in plain English. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so today we're going to be beginning something a little bit different. One of the things I've noticed as I've learned uh, different svarim of Makshava and, and Rukuk especially, is that sometimes you get a sense of a little bit of this idea and a little bit of that idea, um, but you don't necessarily encompass one entire theme or one entire topic within, uh, for example, Rav Cook's thought. So I thought it might be a good idea to actually tackle one entire sefer of Kitvei Rav Cook and to, to take it cover to cover and at the same time not to do, go, do it too much in depth that we that we uh, linger and, and, and get hung up in, um, in, in too many details along the way. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to do one parak every single week, even if it has multiple multiple piskaot, multiple paragraphs in it. And uh, today we're going to be beginning Orot HaTorah. So Orot HaTorah, um, again, just to, to review, Rav Kook didn't write a sefer Orot HaTorah. He wrote many, uh, many writings about many different topics about uh, learning Torah and the essence of Torah and more. And his students, particularly a son of Tzvi Yehuda Kuk, uh, compiled them and assigned chapter titles uh, to each to each to each subcategory within the within this this uh, this work. So without further ado, we're going to begin today. Parak Aleph. We're going to learn today. Parak Aleph of Orot Torah, uh, which is comprised of three pisco, three paragraphs. And the first one. Rav Kook is going to begin to discuss the difference between Torah. Ah, so just the title of the parak is Torah Shibichtav and Torah Shibalpet. In Piska Aleph, in the first paragraph, he's going to discuss the difference in terms of the different spiritual mechanisms and personal experience that that goes on uh, when learning Torah Shibalpet, Torah Shibichtav versus that of Torah Shibalpet, the oral law. Uh, in Piska Bet. He's going to basically entertain the question, like, is it actually, is Torah Shibichtav actually, in fact, higher than Torah Shibalpeh? Or maybe there are elements where Torah Shibalpeh has certain advantages or a certain uh, added holiness. And Piska Gimel, he's going to relate the, is the, the relate Torah Shibalpeh and Torah Shibichtav to the redemption process and see how a, a healthy relationship between the written law and the way we learn it and the oral law and the way we learn it can be characteristic of the redemption process. Okay, so Piskalif. The difference between Torah Shibachtav and Torah Shibab. Torah Shibachtav, Anumikablim, Al Yudehat Siyur, Hayoter Elyon, Vyoter Makif, Shabinishmatena. The written Torah we receive and we uh, take it take it in as we're reading verses or reading the Psukim of the of the Torah. Of the Torah, of the Tanakh, we receive it al yedei hatziur hayoter elyon liyoter makif the shabbinishmateno. Right? There's a part of us that grasps large ideas, but doesn't necessarily break them down into into smaller uh, smaller pieces that can be actualized or that can be really fully grasped. There's something broad that we understand, as we say in Hebrew, begadol. In general, I sort of I, I get the idea, I get it's trying to convey something to me, but it's something very high. 
אנו מרגישים מקרבה את הבהקת תפארת האורה החיה הכללית של כל היקום. It says there's this universal aspect to the way we experience and the way we learn, uh, the way we take in Torah Shibichtav. And in Ragishim, we feel Mikirba from it. We feel that we're getting something from it when we read the Psukim. What do we feel? It have Hakat Tiferet Ha'ora Chaya. There's some energy, there's something that's alive, that's bursting forth. Have Hakat Tiferet Ha'ora. The light that bursts forth from it. Ha'chaya Klalisha Kol Yukum. That's something universal, something general that's giving life to. All of existence. Da'im anu al yada lemala mikol higayon vesecha. We soar through it, with it. Meaning, we can read, you read, read psukim and tehillim, or you read parshat hashavua. There's something that there's a certain energy, a certain level that you feel you might be rising to through reading it. Mikol higayon vesecha. That's even above particular logic or intellect. Chashim anu ruach Elohim elyon merachepet elenu. We sense that there's some divine spirit, divine element that's, that's higher, but it's mirachefet alinu, like in the beginning of the Torah, it's, it's hovering over, it's, it's near us. It's like touching us, but it's not touching us. It's, there's, an, there's components that we feel connected to and that, we, and that we we're grasping, but without, being, uh, without having a full grasp or a full understanding of what exactly is happening. Tasa al there's, there's this Ruach Elohim that's hovering over us, and it's Tasa it's flying over, meaning it's distant from us, it's high above us, it's beyond our grasp, beyond our full understanding, above our lives, above them, but it's shining, it's light, it has some element of influence with its light on us, right? Light is something that can influence from afar, so it's far from us, but it still speaks to us in some way. Ha'or mavhik, the light bursts forth, notsets, it shines, v'choder bakol, and it breaks through into and, uh, you, know, you know, enters into everything. Tachat kol ha-shamayim everything under shamayim, meaning everything down here, everything that's not in the same realm as that wisdom and that, that Torah Shibichtav is coming from, namely Hashem. Lo ruach ha'uma cholola or gadolze, right? What's the source of this light? What's the source of this influence? What's the source of this wisdom? It's not a, a human creation. It's not something that came from the Jewish people. Ruach Elohim, Yotzer Kol, Yetzara, is the, the spirit of Hashem. It comes from, comes from God. Torah Chaim Zot, Yesod Yetzirat, Kol HaOlamin Kulam. This Torah Chaim, namely Torah Shibichtav, is the basis, Yesod Yetzirat, Kol HaOlamin Kulam. This is the basis for all subsequent and all further creativity of all other worlds, including our world, meaning anything that's going to come after, anything that's going to, you know, as we're going to talk about in a second, Torah Shabbat Peh, is going to be based on this initial divine influence. But Torah Shabbat Peh, all right, the second part now, he's going to shift over and discuss, okay, but what's Torah Shabbat Peh in light of that? But Torah Shabbat Peh, anu yoridim kvar el already coming, coming down to life, to real life circumstances and examples of, of how to implement that. Anu chashim, we sense that we're that we're receiving this divine influence, this this you know hearing Hashem speak to us, as it were. Far be it for me to to attempt to understand the kabbalistic jargon of the different uh, tubes or connections to our neshama, but 
suffice it to say that there's a different experience when you're learning Hilchot uh, Shabbat than when you're reading Parshat Shavua or you know saying saying chapters of Tehillim. Maybe that's what it means here. There's a Tzinor Hasheni Shem Shabbat, the different spiritual experience. But Tzinor Hamit Karev Hama This is the the part of our acceptance and receiving of Torah that is connected to real life. I want to say real life, but practical, physical life. Anu chashim, we, we sense, sheruach ha'uma, the, the ruach, the spirit, the, the, the consciousness of the nation, hakshura of Am Yisrael, hakshura kshalhevet begachelet bo'or Torah emet, that's connected to, connected to Hashem's truth, connected to, to uh, maybe to Torah shivichtav, kshalhevet begachelet, like a flame on a coal, meaning it's, it's almost one and the same. There are two different components to it, but we're very much connected to that. Now he says something very, you know, mechudash at the end. He says that actually it is the nature of Am Yisrael that gave Torah Shabal Peh the unique form that it takes. He's going to elaborate this more on uh, in in the in the second in the second paragraph. So we're going to leave it at that for now. We're going to return to it in uh, in Pisgah Bet. So that's Torah Torah and Torah Shabal Peh. But then he finishes off this Pisgah uh, Aleph by reminding us that, that, yes, there are these two elements, but it's really all one Torah. Torah Hashem. Hashem, he, gam he, right? This Torah Shibal Peh that we said is, a, is, is connected to Chayim Maaseh and comes from the, the unique, you know, identity and, you know, style and, of, of the Jewish people. It still is Mina Shemaim. It's still... Um, Torah Tashem, he calls it. Ayan Pekucha, the open eye, the the wise, you know, insightful uh, perspective. Shel Tzofeh Basbaklaria Hamira, Haneeman B'Chol Beit Hashem. Right, all that is just a reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, whose nevuah was a clear, higher level nevuah than other prophets. And Neeman B'Chol Beit Hashem, paraphrasing the way Hashem characterizes Moshe in Parshat Baalotcha. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, Lo shifat chayim zod It's not possible that shifat chayim zod Moshe, as much as he was, you know, trans transmitting the Torah to us, he didn't that didn't diminish any of the divin of the uh, you know pristine div- divine elements of the Torah as it made its way, you know, from Hashem through Moshe to us. Even that which Students in future generations will will uh, be mechadesh and, and and think of of new ideas or new artic- new articulations and new and new ideas in Torah. Even even that had had its roots with Moshe, or as it says here, it was told to Moshe at Har Sinai. And these two lights, the written Torah and the oral Torah, osim olam shalem. They complete. A, a, uh, they complete a picture. They complete a. They make a. You know, a, they, they form a complete world. That heaven and earth meet. Heaven and earth kiss, as it were. So that's Piskal. Piskal bet. Moving into actually taking a closer look at is Torah Shibichtav really, in fact, higher than Torah Shvalpeh? Right, so Torah Shvalpeh munachat be'etzem ofia shel ha'uma. Torah Shvalpeh actually stems from the the uh, character of the Jewish people. That finds its its blessing, meaning it 
it is what it is. Torah Shabal Peh is able to be, you know, all that it is, um, and like, maybe you know, lead us to the to the you know practical, the halachic c- c- conclusions, but also the uh, the conclusions and and teachings in the more the more spiritual elements of machshava and thought and faith and morality. Matzad birchata, all that bracha, that Torah Shabal Peh, and all the you know all the all the sfarim of Torah Shabal Peh. Um, you know, that basically come out in, in every generation. All of that has its roots in, in as we said, in Torah Shabbat, but also in some inherent nature of the Jewish people. Bihit Galuta, and now he's going to differentiate between, um, you know, there's a certain element that Torah Shabbat is, Torah Shabbat is actually higher, and that's in the in the revealed sense, as he's going to explain. And on a deeper sense, the Torah Shibal Peh, the oral law, which actually, you know, chronologically may have come after the written Torah, but it nonetheless has some some element which is which is a primary, which is a greater even than Torah Shibal So here he says, Behit Galuta, in a revealed sense, Nimuchaki Torah Shibal Peh mi Torah The oral law is lower. Right, the primary cause for Torah Shibal Peh to come about, Kia Torah right? In any hal- in halachic discussions, when we're tracing the, the 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 discussion, the first the starting point is well, what does the pasuk say? What, what does it say in Torah Shabbat? But even more than that, you know, you can't have a race if there's no finish line. You can't have a discussion about you know we're we're aiming to try to arrive at at the truth about what we're supposed to do or what we're supposed to think or what we're supposed how we're supposed to act without there being some objective bar set very high, and that is the Torah Shabbat. So in that sense, the Torah Shebikhtav is clearly, clearly higher. Hayachas elyon shaloma im ha-eluhut elyona. That's the Torah Shebikhtav, right? Our connection directly to Hashem. Im ha-migamah shalamigamot, right? That's the Torah Shebikhtav again. The, you know, painting us the picture of where this is all going. What Hashem wants from us, bigado. Im ha-netzach v'ahod shebo'olamim u-milamala shokol kalotam. The eternal plan and, you know, the, the, the grand, broad intentions of Hashem with the Jewish people, um, forever and ever. That's the Torah Shebikhtav, and in the revealed sense, uh, it's clearly higher. However, aval, b'tzorah ha-pnimit, in a deeper sense, halo ha-torad nitnali Yisrael b'shvil sgulatam ha-pnimit ha The Torah was given to the Jewish people in the first place because of us, because of some inborn character. Um, maybe this is referring to, uh, you know, the psukim that Hashem describes to Avraham Avinu, that uh, that he's gonna he's gonna have children who are gonna lasot tzedakah mishpat. They are going to even though there was no there was no code of tzedakah mishpat uh, that was given to a nation yet. But uh, but be that as it may, there was a a nature that was part of Zerah Avraham and the offspring of Avraham and for generations before we formally received the Torah as a nation. So he says this. This uh, character, the reason there was a Torah Shibichtav, if you will, the reason there was this divine revelation to the Jewish people is because of the quote-unquote Torah Shibalpeh element of us, because of some inborn character that uh, that we have. And in this way, Torah Shibalpeh is actually higher. That divrei uh, sofim, the words of Chazal, have an element of them which is yoter chaviv, which is more precious than divrei Torah, meaning Torah shibich, 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 Just to finish off, Pisgah Gimel, 
where Cook take, takes this all to, to be a description of the, the redemption process. Yinikat Torah he beginizu min ha-shamayim uvigilui meharetz. Utsricha eret Yisrael lihiot b'nuya v'cho Yisrael yoshvim aleha mesudarim v'cho sidrehem mikdash u'malchut kuhuna u'nevua shoftim v'shotrim v'kol tachtisayim az chaya hi Torah shibal peh v'cho ziv tifarta porachat u'mala nitsa u'mitchaberet l'Torah shibichta v'cho shi'or komata. In other words, the land of Israel needs to be lived in, built up, and all the different areas of it need to be need to be uh, manifested with a Beit Hamikdash, with Malchut, with a Kuhuna Kohanim, and with prophecy, with Nevuah, and uh, and everything that those that those those uh, positions of authority entail, and only then as Basically. The full implementation of Torah Shabbat Peh will only be complete at the end of the Geula process when all of these parts of Torah Shabbat Peh, Mikdash, Malchut, Kahuna, Nevua, uh, will be able to be implemented. And then, The Torah Shabbat particularly for these things in, in Parshat Shoftim and Sacred Dvarim, you know, describes what the national political uh, expectations are for the Jewish people upon entering Eretz Israel. That's all described, you know, on high in Torah Shebichtav. The Torah Shebal Peh will be complete when it's able to almost meet up with those elements of Torah Shebichtav and find its full expression in a built-up Eretz Yisrael. This very much echoes Chazal in, uh, in Chagiga Daf Hayamud Bet, who tell us that Kevin Shegalu Yisrael in command, that when we were, once we were exiled, Ein lecha bitul Torah gadol mizeh. There's no greater bitul Torah. Bitul Torah but so much Torah was created in exile. The Talmud Bavli and amongst you know many 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 Rishonim and there's tons of Torah was created in uh, in Chutzarts. What's the Bitul Torah? No, it's an annulment. It's a it's a uh, deprecation of the expression of Torah. The ultimate expression of Torah is meant to be in Eretz Israel. And when Am Yisrael is exiled from its land, when we were exiled from our land, then there's no greater Bitul Torah than that, and we're not able to express that. In, in our land. This very much connects to uh, one of the, the really beautiful uh, practical practical takeaways from from the, the message, particularly of Pisgah Bet, that we saw that Torah Shabal Peh is actually connected to, to our nature as a nation. Well, essentially what we're doing, that means when we're learning Torah, is that we're uncovering that nature. We're, when we resonate with something, when we learn something that clicks, when we learn something that, that lights us up, that's that's not because we learned something brand new, but it's something, it means that we learned something that's touching that inner part, that inner Jewish part inside us that that uh, that identifies with the Torah. Because as your cook said, the Torah Shabbat itself is connected to and does uh, hail from the the deeper nature of the Jewish people. And so that's why your cook is quoted as saying, that Bittal Torah doesn't mean that, you know, I'm spending my time doing something that's not Torah when I could be spending that time learning Torah. That would be called Bittal Zman, um, you know, wasting time. Bittal Torah means that when I'm not learning Torah, I'm depriving the world of my expression of Torah. I'm depriving the world of my encounter with Torah and what that can bring, what that can bring out. And only when I personally, each one of us, you know, engages in that in that interaction and that learning and that experience with with Torah, particularly as we saw uh, Torah Shabbat Peh, 
um, but also Torah Shvichtav, then we're able to to share that that chidush that only we can bring. And when we don't do that, then that's actually bitul Torah, because the Torah in its fullest expression depends on the unique contributions and the unique perspectives of each and every one of us. Thank you.